0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes.
1: Eternal impact.
0: Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see, I will Glad you've joined us. Edwin, you've got your Bible open over there. What are we reading today?
1: We're going to be reading from Acts chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. I will be reading from the English Standard Version. But Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. When the young men came in, they found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband, and great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard these things. Andrew, I want to walk a tightrope. I want to walk a tightrope with this passage because... We're in the middle of an election and I don't want to talk politics, but there's something here that keeps coming up because our country is talking politics right now. And that is, I've heard it. I've heard it on other podcasts. I hear it even from Christians at times as they read this passage and they'll look at this and they will say, wow, this sounds like socialism. It sounds like the early church was socialism. And I just want to highlight, no, it doesn't sound like that at all. What we actually find here, notice what Peter says to Ananias and Sapphira. When you owned the house, wasn't it yours? Mm-hmm. When you sold the house, the money that you got from it, wasn't it yours? Mm-hmm. You could do what you wanted with it. Mm-hmm. It did not belong to the church. It does not belong to the church until they gave it to the church. In other words, this is this is private property. This is private property ownership. Mm-hmm. And I. Honestly, I'm not I'm not really worried about what anybody votes for or who they vote for. I just want us to recognize from this chapter that this this is not a political chapter. This is not even an economic theory chapter. This is just pointing out that the Christians at that time were generous uh-huh. and they had fellowship with one another and they cared for one another. It's not promoting some type of political agenda of socialism. It's not socialism. Christianity was not socialism. Christianity was following King Jesus.
0: So I'm probably not the one qualifying to say where a chapter break should be made in setting up a Bible and translating it into another language. Probably not. But if I was that person, (laughs) I don't think I'd put the chapter break where it is. I think I would back up and start Acts chapter 5, where you actually read Acts chapter four, verse 32. And I'll tell you the reason why. Because, um, and this just, uh, I think, flushes out more of the picture to what you're trying to describe and what you're getting at. Why are Ananias and Sapphira even coming and selling land and, and presenting some money to the apostles? At the end of chapter four, and, and if you don't mind, I'm just going to read for a minute from verse 32.
1: What if I do mind?
0: Well, then, um, well, then you're on your own on this socialism thing, I guess. <laughs> Good luck with <laughs> Go that. Go ahead and read it. <laughs> verse 32 says now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart one soul neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own but they had all things in common and with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the lord jesus and great grace was upon them all nor was there anyone among them who lacked for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds and laid them at the apostles feet and they laid them at the apostles' feet, verse 35, and they distributed to each as anyone had need. And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it, brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, chapter 5, verse 1. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. And I just want to read that to say, to give a broader picture, a broader scope. As we were talking a little bit when we were looking at uh, lesson four, or excuse me, chapter four, last episode, we were talking about the fact that you have all these new Christians. Uh, they had come into town for other purposes. Ostensibly, these are Jews who had come for Passover um, and then Pentecost, but they've stayed. They're Christians. They've run out of funds. They didn't have credit cards to to run up and to stay someplace, um, you know, beyond their travel expenses, beyond their plans. But they did stay. How do you provide for all of these people? Truly thousands of people. And what we find is this generous spirit to provide for the saints. Um, it, It wasn't that the church had become the first charity of Jerusalem, right? But it was for these members of the church their hardship, their needs, and we've seen such a degree of generosity that people are even willing to sell land, sell houses. This is incredible generosity to provide for the needs of the saints.
1: They didn't become the first commune of Jerusalem either. Right. And that's so it's it's not a it's not a welfare society for all of Jerusalem, but it's also not here we've come together and we've got our commune where everything no Nothing belongs to anyone anymore. It just comes to the church. These these were people who, because they had become members of this community mm-hmm. of Christians, of believers, of subjects and citizens of the kingdom of Jesus Christ, were now generously sharing and providing and giving to the church, which then distributed to everyone there that had need. I think it's also important to when we see this is not only was it not the first commune, it's not the first cult. Right. Because it's cults that when you become a member, automatically everything you own goes to the to the religious leader, leader, to the cult leader that goes to the church. So it wasn't a cult. It wasn't. Oh, if I become a member, I have to sign everything over. It wasn't a commune. Oh, we have a economic structure that says once you become a member, everything belongs to the government, the governing Mm -hmm. body of the church. It's not socialism that says, well, we're handing it and now it belongs to all of the people that are members. It belonged to Ananias and Sapphira. When they decided they wanted to give some to help support their brothers and sisters, they were allowed. But they had complete control over how much they were going to give, whether or not they were going to sell. Barnabas made a choice. They made a different choice. They were allowed to give half. And this gets to the sin. Mm
0: -hmm. This
1: gets to the sin. Mm -hmm. They were allowed to give half. It, it wasn't a sin to give half. It was the sin to lie about how much they
0: gave. And that's where I see chapter four going right into chapter five. I, I would put the break at a different place because you've, you've, got, you've got the opposites here. You've got a, a Barnabas who is held up as a wonderful example, apparently attaining to some prominence because of his generosity. I don't think that was his motivation to have prominence. But he is held up as a good example. Then you've got these other folks who also are people of means, Ananias and Sapphira. What they seem to be after is that prominence. Maybe they want to get a new name or a new nickname, something like this. They're trying to have the money as well as have the the prominence. And so you've got greed going on in the heart. You've got some, some selfishness and some pride. There's a lot of bad things mixing in here. Which again, I think if we if we just start reading Acts five, verse one, where we did, we may not we may not understand the contrast with Barnabas and the whole picture of why the people are even selling land and, and giving money in the first place.
1: You're talking about Barnabas, you're talking about being the son of encouragement, you're talking about Ananias and Sapphira and the contrast that they have there. I wanna I wanna shift now on, on something and, and notice something else in this text that I think is really powerful. Peter says, you haven't just lied to men, you've lied to God. Mm -hmm. And then a moment later, he says, how could you do this and lie to the Holy
0: Holy Spirit? Spirit. Yeah.
1: Now, I think that is a powerful point that we want to make sure to recognize. And and I've been told by some, oh, you can't draw that conclusion. But boy, it sure looks to me like he says you lied to God instead of men. And then in the next time he's talking about it, it says, you lied to the Holy Spirit. Sounds to me like he's pointing out that the Holy Spirit is divine. What do you think?
0: I, I think you can absolutely draw that conclusion. I think that this is one of the powerful texts that helps us understand the Holy Spirit who is at work and the Holy Spirit who is God. You know, when we start in the Old Testament, there's these little echoes, these little shadows that God is triune, that there is a Godhead. But as the Bible continues to unfold, and particularly here in the book of Acts, we say, yeah, there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and the apostles are making that known as much as anybody.
1: And the Spirit of God is with those who believe and those who are obeying, and that's exactly what's happening. And his, his point is, you thought you could pull the wool over our eyes because we're just men, but it's not It's not just us. God is among us. God is with us. God is working through us. And especially with Peter as an apostle right. of Jesus Christ and the amazing demonstration that we saw in the previous chapters, back in chapter two with the speaking in tongues, chapter three and four with the raising up of the lame man. Uh, Peter's pointing out this This wasn't very wise of you to think you were going to be pulling this, pulling one over on us, especially since... We're not by ourselves. God is with us. He's with us in that person of the Holy Spirit.
0: Right. This is God's church. This is God's kingdom. And this is God's economy within his kingdom. One of generosity and sharing. And the Lord's going to look after the Lord's people through his church.
1: I'm glad to be a part of that kind of community. We need to be that kind of community today. Why don't we go ahead and wrap up with a prayer?
0: Our great God and Father, Lord, thank you for this day, the time that we could open up your word and to consider uh, what we have read here in Acts chapter 5. As we've talked about this text, we've been reminded that to be your people, your kingdom people, we need to be generous and we need to be honest. And uh, God, we pray that we might give you thanksgiving for every good thing that you've placed into our hand. And be mindful of how we might use those blessings to benefit other people, but to make your name known and for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray.
1: Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at ChristiansMeetHere.org.